Hi, this is Steve Hargadon. It's Tuesday, September 15, 2009. Welcome to the Future of Education. Today we have a very special guest. Anne Galarin is with us from the European School Leadership Network Project to talk specifically to us about uh, the e-twinning program. Anne, are you live? I'm not hearing you, Anne, if you are. Here, no problem. Sorry, I had forgotten to turn my microphone on. Oh, <laughs> well, welcome. Before we start, wanted to uh, let you know that um, next week, September 17th, or this week, September 17th, Michael Horn starts our virtual school series, uh, InnoCite's uh, reports on online learning. Uh, next week, John Seeley Brown and Jane Nelson on Parenting 2.0. September 20th, I'm out of date order there. Uh, Howard Rheingold and Joyce Valenza on Librarians 2.0. October 6th, Dennis Litke on Big Picture Schools. Uh, October 20th, SRI on Social Networking. And November 3rd, Tim Westergren from Pandora. And November 10th, Henry Jenkins. Still unscheduled but committed are Clay Shirky, Beck Searles, Dana Boyd, Tim Magner, James Paul Gee, David Thornburg, and Esther. So a lot of fun things coming up. Uh, the series is sponsored by Learn Central. I encourage you to go to learncentral.org. Look for the social network that has Illuminate baked in. A lot of fun things going on there. Appreciate your taking a look at it. If this is your first time at Illuminate, I want to make sure that you know how to use some of the features here. Uh, this is a live interactive session. It's also being recorded. You can see who's participating in the participant box. At the bottom of that participant box is a little hand with a green up arrow that allows you to raise your hand. You can also indicate uh, different emotions using the emoticons there, a smiley face, a clapping hand. I'm going to clap for Anne for joining us today. A confused look or a thumbs down. Don't see that often. You can see a green check and a red X as well. Uh, if Anne asks a question, wants an answer from the audience, you can do that. Um, there is a chat area. I'm going to leave a note here in the chat. This is the chat. You can send messages to the group as a whole. You can also send messages to each other. Do know that any chat sent um, between two people actually are seen by the moderator, so there's nothing fully private in that area. If you would like to talk, or ask Anne a question, you can raise your hand using that hand icon with the green up arrow and we'll give you the microphone. And when we give you the microphone, you still have to press the talk button. You'll see it there on the slide at the bottom of the screen. That turns your mic on. Now I'm going to give you a chance to use the whiteboard. I'm going to give you whiteboard permissions. There are a few of us here today. But to the left of that whiteboard, you'll see a little wand with a red star at the end. Go ahead and click on that and then click on the map show us where you're listening from. I take it that's you, Anne. Two in southeast of the United States. Me be about it for today. <laughs> this is a very early time. Most teachers are 
in school. So but, uh, given Anne's time zone, this is the best time to do it. And we'll hope that the recording reaches lots of people. OK, so at this point, I'd like to turn the time over to Anne. Uh, and your slides are loaded. If you'd like to forward them, there's, um, there are arrows at the top of the whiteboard. And you can use those, the single arrow, the ones with the arrow and the bar to get to the beginning and the end. Um, but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and move into your slides. And then when you're ready, we'll do a tour of eTwinning. OK, thanks for that, Steve. Um, my name is Anne Villarin, and I work for the, uh, a company here in Brussels in Belgium called the European Schoolnet. And we are sponsored by 29 ministries of education in Europe uh, to, to do projects basically on education, uh, particularly in the field of promoting ICT and collaboration in education. And currently, I'm working on a big project, which is called eTwinning. And I thought that I would start by giving you um, some slides, uh, a kind of an orientation to eTwinning, what it is and how it's developed. And uh, then take a look at um, what is online in relation to eTwinning, the portal itself. And then I'm happy to um, answer any questions that you have. Uh, if at any time you want to stop me, Steve, please feel free to do so. If you want to, um, if you want to ask me questions, if anybody wants to ask me questions, please stop me in the middle of this. You, you, it doesn't, you don't have to uh, sit there and listen to me all the time. I'm quite happy to be interrupted, just in case my voice gives out. <laughs> so Anne, say your last name again. Gilleran. Gillerin. Well, my apologies. Gillerin. Yeah, it's it's an Irish. I'm Irish. I, I forgot to say that. Uh, I come from Dublin in Ireland, and I work in this multinational uh, organization where with colleagues that come from all over Europe. I think I'm the only one of two Irish people who work here. <laughs> So much for my Irish roots mispronouncing your name. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I get all kinds of uh, variations, so don't worry. <laughs> um, so let's start by asking the basic question, well, what is eTwinning? Well, eTwinning is um, an action, a, a project funded by the European Commission. Uh, part of the Lifelong Learning Program initiative uh, under the Comenius action. Now, this probably doesn't mean very much to you people in the States, but uh, it, it's a highly intensive uh, educational program run by the European Commission for all schools in Europe. And it was launched in January 2005. Um, in, yes, so it's really only about. Uh, three and a half, four years old. Um, how is it organized? Well, <clears throat> you can see this little little slide here. It shows this blue bit here, the CSS. That's the organization I work for. So it's the central support service, which is run by my company, the European Schoolnet, on behalf of the European Commission. And we coordinate the action at European level. 
In every country in Europe, there is a national support service, and their job is to promote e-twinning uh, in their country to support the schools and, of course, the teachers who are involved there. And I always say when I present this slide that the most important people are at the top of this action. Uh, the teachers are the most important people in, in the action because they drive it, they make it happen. We provide the, the tools, if you like, but it's their work that makes it happen. Okay, so we, in, in 2005, we, we talk about this as um, e-twinning 2.0. If you, if you think of web, the web 1 and the web 2.0. So this is our version of that, and this is e-twinning 1.0 in 2005. And I, I don't think my animations are going to work, Steve, are they? No, I'm sorry, they're not. OK. Um, but if you think about e-twinning in, in 1.0, it was, it was um, very much uh, based on getting people together to work, uh, but with, with the restricted sort of tools available at that time. And if I hop on to my next slide, you might see what has happened since 2005. Uh, E-twinning came about just before the advent of Web 2.0. So since 2005, you can see all these elements of uh, Web 2.0 interaction, collaboration, and community um, phenomenon, uh, which has turned the users of the web sort of from passive information readers into active publishers, creators, um, contributors in their own right which wasn't possible before uh, the advent of these social networking tools. So if you like, the, the internet has changed. So we have this uh, pre-2004 and passive read the news, retrieve information essentially an online encyclopedia. Whereas with the advent of the Web 2.20 tools, now we can do all of these things. We, we can communicate, you and I, now in a way that wasn't possible even maybe eight years ago. So, so this has changed the way we view the web as a tool. I'm sorry this slide is a little bit um, hard to read, but uh, what happened was that in the time, in the time between the launch of eTwinning in 2005 and, and the current, uh, the last year or so, we found that a lot of things were happening within eTwinning. It started off essentially as a project-based activity, but we found and discovered that teachers were doing all sorts of other things as well. They were collaborating informally with each other. They were forming Comenius partnerships, which is a, another type of partnership action available to them. They were, of course, learning for, um, the, from each other, from their peers, and they're sharing their ideas, resources, and they were building the community. So this, this emphasis on community building, I think, is, is the real strength of, of eTwinning. And Steve says he's going to post the link to the original slides, which is great, so you'll be able to see the animations. Um, OK, the figures are hidden there. But if I tell you that currently there are 64,000 
200 and something teachers involved in e-twinning. Uh, last year we had, um, last in the last few months, we had something like 1 million posts in email messages passing between these participants. We have 600,000 pupils. So like the figures are staggering. And uh, I'll be able maybe to show them to you a little more clearly when uh, we, we go into looking at the portal itself. But so it has grown. When I started working on this project in, in September 2005, there were 6,000 teachers registered for E20. And in those short three and a half, four years, it has grown to 64,000 teachers, which is amazing. Um, so what has happened in the last year is that we have changed, if you like, the emphasis of e-twinning. Uh, it has gone from being merely a project-based activity to being a social community. And what you're looking at here is, is a very interesting diagram or, or um, illustration of the, the networking that goes on in e-twinning. What you have around the edge here are the countries, and the lines between them represent e-twinning projects between those countries. The stronger the line, the, the, the deeper, the greater the number of projects are. And of course, because we work in a multi um, in a multi-language environment, everything has to be available in 23 languages. So that is quite a challenge to us. If we go into that diagram a little more closely, we can actually see not only the schools but the actual project. So it, it's it's a it's a fascinating um, way of illustrating the networking that's going on. So uh, if I go back there for a moment to this the evolution of e-twinning. I, I keep saying that it has changed from being only project based. Of course, it is still very much a project-based activity, but now we're offering other opportunities, the opportunities for professional development, which were always there in a series of uh, workshops that we run every year. But now we've gone into online workshops for teachers. So these, are, these were the first ones which started this year, where we were, we were running courses for teachers involved in e-twinning in these various areas. I hope you can read those OK. Um, we also have developed, because we discovered that a lot of those 64,000 people are there, they don't, they're not all involved in a project, but they all are interested. So we thought that we would try and capture for them what the, the areas that they're interested in in forming groups within our um, within the action to help them to facilitate them if you like to discuss further learn further from each other and interact more with each other not just wait for getting a partner to do a project uh, I thought I'd show you this because this is, is part of the educational background to what we're doing. It's um, a set of key competencies which was uh, uh, given by the uh, European Commission to underpin the lifelong learning program 
um, and these are of what they consider to be important competencies for people in throughout their lives in terms of their learning. So we have here the communication in the mother tongue, in foreign languages, cultural awareness and expression. Then of course we have digital competence, learning how to learn because within the, the context of a lifelong learning program is the philosophy that learning lasts all one's life. It doesn't, it's not something that's confined to those 8 or 10 or 15 years that people go to formal education but that it, it continues all through their life. Then of course there's maths uh, competencies uh, in science and technology, sense of initiative and entrepreneurship, and social and civic competencies. So, so these are, are, if you like, some of the, the values which underpin the pedagogical aspect of the teaching and learning aspect of e-twinning. Uh, so why is e-twinning so successful? Well, I think this is, it, it's partly here, it's very simple. It's non-bureaucratic, it's easy for people to join, they can become instantly engaged, uh, they can share, they can innovate, they can motivate, participate, learn and exchange with each other in a very simple way. And I think this, this is the real strength of e-twinning. Um, we also have um, a learning resource exchange which is a, a, a set of resources which is European-wide which is available to us in eTwinning so the teachers looking for resources can, can link to this as well. This is something new this year for eTwinning. Um, and this is, this is the most uh, important thing, all of this is available to European schools for nothing. It doesn't cost them anything to participate in eTwinning or to use the tools that are available there. Uh, and I'm going to stop there because that kind of that's more kind of an orientation, if you like, um, to to eTwinning. And if if anybody wants to ask me any questions at this point, uh, you know, please feel free to do so. so. You could do that either by putting the question in the chat or raising your hand. And Anne, I think now you're actually going to take us on a tour of the site, right? Right. Okay. Okay, so okay. Teresa has a question, so I'm going to give her the mic. And she's a seasoned Illuminate user, so go ahead, Teresa. Thank you, Steve. Um, I was wondering, you mentioned the importance of the languages, and there's 23 languages, and there's, of course, the multi-languages. Um, how do you, how do you um, work with cross-country when you have a German school and an Italian school? Is there, is there a problem, or is, does everybody speak English? No, um, not necessarily. Uh, I don't, unfortunately, have the slide to show the breakdown of languages. English, of course, is, is one of the dominant languages, but it's not the only one. And if you take an example of a school like uh, between Italy and Germany, they will choose a common language. It could be Italian, or it could be German, or it could be a language that both, both schools are learning, such as French. So we have a wide variety of, of 
language mixes. From, for instance, in some of the Eastern European countries like Poland and uh, the Czech Republic, etc., German would be their common would be the common language that they would use. Um, in some of the more southern countries, it could be Spanish or French. You know, so so it's this this mixing of languages is not as big a problem as people might at first think it would be. You know. Uh, some people, uh, E-Twinning is asking, can you share the mix of elementary versus middle versus high schoolers participating? Uh, I can in a moment. Uh, I'll show it to you on the um, site when I go there, I think. Um, the, the, certainly, the, I don't have the figures to hand, but I do know it's about something like 60, 40, 70, 30 in favor of um, what we call post-primary schools, so from the age of 12 upwards, are in the majority. Um, the minority is for the younger pupils. And I think sometimes that is because primary teachers feel that they can't do these projects with young children. Or um, they say that language will be a barrier, but uh, that is, you know, that is not as big a barrier as they sometimes fear. Okay, are there, are there any other questions? Shall we move on to the tour? Yeah, okay. do you remember what to do? Uh, yes, I do. I think uh, share application. So, okay, I'm going to share. I'm sharing now my desktop with you. And uh, what you're seeing here, and Steve, interrupt me if you can't see something that I seem to be describing, okay? I will. Um, but I, actually, the thing to point out is that uh, you who are listening can actually resize this screen. So go ahead and uh, resize this to see everything you would like to see. Okay, so, so what we're looking at here is the main European portal for eTwinning. And uh, you have to think of this portal as having three levels. And what we're looking at here is the public level. Uh, this can be seen by everybody. You don't have to be registered. To, to go into this particular aspect of the portal. You can see there the, the actual number of active members and the number of active projects. But uh, that's a little bit misleading, and I'll explain that to you in a few minutes. So we have here news, interviews, workshops. Uh, I mentioned this aspect of professional development which we've had from the very, very beginning of eTwinning. And every year in Europe, we run uh, a lot of professional development face-to-face -face physical workshops for teachers, which are highly successful. Um, and here, sorry, that looks like... That thing was me asking a question. Okay, Steve, so, go Anne, ahead. What kind of professional development training are you doing in those workshops? 
Um, quite a, a lot of things. Um, we we teach uh, people how to uh, use all the tools, for instance, and how they might uh, use the tools in um, in a collaborative way. If you see here that each one has a theme, so for instance, this year the the one in Belgium started off with that was for teacher trainers, so for people who are actually training teachers. And at that workshop, we would emphasise um, the, the the objectives of e twinning, how it could be fit into the curriculum, how uh, it could be of use at teacher training level to already begin to promote project-based learning with with trainee teachers. Uh, the next one was for e-twinning ambassadors, and these are, if you like, expert teachers in every country who have a designated role to, to promote e-twinning among their peers. And then we hear post-primary teachers, the theme here was democracy. This one was for primary teachers. This one in Roskilde was a really interesting one on the theme of climate change and was aimed mainly at uh, geography, environmental teachers, science teachers, uh, looking at how they could do a neat winning project on climate change. Uh, so, so that way you get the idea. So, so not only are they there taught the tools of e-twinning, but they would look at things like animation, music animation as a tool, using podcasting as a tool. Uh, they would have examples of projects already being run, etc. So there's quite a lot of uh, in elements within a professional development workshop. And Holly is asking if you're using any uh, virtual classrooms like Illuminate for the workshops, or are they all face-to-face? Um, the currently these workshops are all face to face, but we do have um, this learning events uh, which we started this year. Uh, I showed you, I think, uh, some of them. These are podcasting, creative use of media, exploring, and in October, because we have just begun our collaboration with the Illuminate Company. Uh, in October, we will be running some uh, courses in the use of Illuminate uh, as, a, as a, a conferencing tool, an extra tool that can be added to the arsenal of already uh, of all the other tools that we have available. So we, we're only beginning our journey with Illuminate at the moment. that answer your question, I hope? It says wonderful. Okay. Um, so while we're there, uh, let me see the tool. So I'm going to show you the desktop in a few minutes um, and the twin space. And we also here have some more tools. So, and here we will have, if it's not already there, we will have um, Illuminate as, as being another tool that's available. We have things like Magazine Factory, which is an online publishing tool. We have a, another uh, thing called Flash Meeting, which is a video conferencing tool. Uh, so we have quite a lot of tools available to, to teachers. 
in, in this program. Uh, I might also say that one of the other reasons that um, teachers like e-twinning so much is that it has, if you like, a built-in quality control for their work, which is, is very important for European teachers. I don't know how it is in the States, but you know, if, if you have done, say, many hours work over the course of a school year in a project, and you don't get much recognition for it, within eTwinning you can apply to your national support service for a quality label for your work. Now, what that means is that the, the national support service looks at your work and assesses it over uh, here six levels of criteria, which are, are here on the screen. And uh, you know, if it matches uh, to a certain level in these six criteria, they get a national quality label. And because each winning is is not just one school doing a project, it always has to be more than one school. If both of those schools get the national quality label for their work, then automatically they get a European quality label. And this is, we have discovered that this is really, really important to teachers. They, they really appreciate getting this kind of re recognition for their work. The other, of course, is the European prizes, which we have every year. We have um, a big competition for uh, projects within eTwinning. And uh, you can read here yourself about the, the current one that's upcoming. But uh, the, one of the, the, the prizes for this is to go to uh, a camp where the pupils and the teachers of the winning projects go together for five days to uh, an e-twinning camp where they, they do a lot of different fun activities and educational activities together. And we've been to some nice places, as you can see, <laughs> with those camps. Um, so I think that's more or less, uh, if you like to look at the inspiration, we have often one of the biggest difficulties for teachers is actually getting ready getting started in eTwinning, how to, you know, what do we do our project on? So we have developed some ready-made project kits for them to, to, to get started. And these are very, very popular and widely used. And what we find is that a lot of the teachers take uh, an idea here and they, they start doing it, but, but they don't follow exactly, of course, the step-by-step the -step as it is there. But it, they're used as triggers, if you like. To, um, to to get their imagination going, quite an, quite an interesting one. Uh, we also have some modules, which are sh very short activities, which can be used, say, at the beginning of a project as icebreakers, or in the middle of a project if there's a, a flag, uh, you know, interest in waning, you can you can pick one of these and and, and do it very quickly. Uh, to, to get the, the pupils interested again. Um, we also have a gallery, and the gallery um, shows the, uh, so we'll choose drama here, and uh, we'll just do a search. So these are all the projects which have been received quality labels, have been recognized by their NSS as excellent projects. Um, 
some of which might use drama within them. So this is there's a huge gallery of projects here as well, which is interesting to look at. And then you can search by subject, and there's a teacher's blog. I think some of oh, that's me again. So who who contributes okay, those kits and modules? Um, it the kits and modules are produced by teachers. So um, we have a team of teachers who work for us who produce some of them, and then others are done by teachers themselves who who have worked on a particular thing and then offer offer this uh, to us as a resource. So they're all and they're all developed by teachers. Is there some kind of a vetting process for that? Yes, um, that's my one of my jobs. <laughs> Uh, one of my jobs, particularly in terms of the current teachers team, is to uh, work closely with them in producing the materials so that they reach a certain level. Earlier in the early days of eTwinning, um, we were filling the we were filling this area with with material, and we we took everything that came. But now we're it has to match a certain level. It has to be formatted in a particular way, so and it has to be useful. But we we can see that these these kits are really well used, really really well used. Okay, so I think I've shown you mostly everything on the public portal. Um, tools, the awards, the help, of course. These are help, uh, fact, uh, frequently asked questions, and then all the other things that you need. And these are news, interviews, workshops, all the usual things. I'll show you the press corner because this is an interesting one where you can see the statistics. And here you get the, the registered schools now. Uh, one of you, I think it was, uh, was it Therese or Twinning, was asking me about the breakdown of schools for elementary and primary. Unfortunately, these figures are not displayed here. We do have the information, but we, we don't display it here. So you, you can see, um, you can see the, the breakdown. One of the most uh, involved countries is Poland. Uh, Spain also, UK also. What is interesting here is the projects. So, like we have projects which were registered before first of June two thousand and eight. I'm for technical reasons we because we changed the portal we had to close certain projects and then so we count projects that go before the change over the portal and over. And if you add those together, you can see that since over the five years, something like nearly 29,000, 30,000 projects have been run in eTwinning, which is quite an amazing uh, statistic. Okay, so I'm going to go back here to the home page. Are you all still with me? For some reason, my Illuminate Live screen has disappeared. I don't know why. 
but I see why. Okay. Well, so we were still with you. I just tried to clap, but I'm sure you didn't see that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I see my screen now. Okay. Um, you're not getting bored, I hope. Are there certain oh. courses that have more engagement than others? Science versus maths, for instance. Um, okay. Um, languages are very popular. Uh, science and maths teachers, they like things to be very specific. So if they, if they engage in a project, they like it to be very, very specific projects, but we, we have really, we have some really creative uh, um, maths projects. Uh, we have one that looks at patterns and looks at patterns in, in every aspect of life and relates it to mathematical theory and it, it's a fascinating project, a really fascinating project. Okay, so shall we move on to the first level of the the first level of the portal? Now I told you there are three levels. So the first level is a public level. The second level is when you register, you you have access to this desktop. Now this desktop is where you do not only uh, you can search for partners for your projects and we have a really um, a really powerful search engine here when when you register you fill out a profile okay now I'm not a good example because I'm not a teacher I, I'm here as a, a kind of um, uh, because I, I work for the service, I, I have a presence here. But uh, if I were a teacher, everything I fill out here would would be my profile. And when somebody goes to look for a partner, and they begin to to look for um, something like the language could be, supposing I speak uh, Spanish and I teach uh, from 10 to 12 year olds, okay, and I'm from, um, where am I likely to be from? Well, I'd say I'll pick myself from Ireland and I'm interested in using a kit. So I search here and immediately it shows me it shows up for me uh, the people from the country that I'm interested in who who match some of my criteria. So, so this is a partner finding tool, and this is how um, a lot of people find their partners. There's also this forum, uh, which you can see has 3,000 messages posted. <laughs> uh, this is one of the most widely used forms in in Europe, I think. And what it is are people looking for um, for partners. Some of them have ideas for a project. This one is called a European train ride. And uh, they would like to build a train together. So they, they give a little description of what, uh, what they want to do, which is a very nice project, actually. And it's a primary school from Germany. They will speak either German or English. 
and already she has got quite a few people responding to who want to join that project. So, so that's the part we're finding. Of course, of yes. course, it's me again. Here's so, when you did that search, yeah, the original uh -huh. search, uh, how once you find another educator who's interested in collaborating. How yeah. would you, how would you contact them? Not in the forum, but when you did the the actual direct yeah. search. Okay, let me show you. Uh, you you um, add them to your contacts. You send them an email to your contacts, and if they agree, then you add them to your contacts. So here are all the people that I have contact with in the twinning world, and. Um, there are actions here. I can delete them, but I, I don't want to do that, so I'm going to cancel that. Um, but it will show me. Um, so we have a project here, and these are the partners for this project. Okay. And is it really up to them, the two teachers? to pick whatever tools or resources that they're interested in and then they're just pretty much on their own? No, no. What you see this what I'm what I'm showing you here is only level two. So level two is really has two functions. One is to make contact, to have the kind of social interaction with people. Um, you can, you know, post on their walls, you can chat to them, you can do all sorts of things. Uh, you can also look for a partner to work for. Once you have a project, once you have a project, then you go to um, something else. Uh, you go to the uh, twin space, and the twin space, which I, I'll try and show you now in a few moments, is the um, area where you have a dedicated workspace for your project. And if you have, say, as some teachers have, they would have two or three projects, they would have a separate twin space for every project. So there's no, there's no overlapping in, in terms of your resources, etc. Um, I'm going to stop sharing the applications for a few moments because I want to, um, to try and bring up the twin space. We've just changed it this week. We have a new one, and it's um, it's uh, it'll take me just a few moments to to get up the new one for you. It's, it's just an example one at the moment. It's it's going live this week. So can you bear with me for a few moments? Can sure. I do that? Do you want questions during that time, or do you need to concentrate? Yeah, yeah, no, no. You you can ask questions during that time. So I thought I read in the tools section at one point that they were they were able to use whatever Web 2.0 tools that made sense for them in their project. That's Is right. Is that accurate? That's correct. And then Teresa asks, uh, she wants to make sure you're comfortable answering this. Is there a rating or review system for the teachers after working with them? Um, not yet. Uh, you mean if I have you as a partner, can I rate you as a partner afterwards? I think that's what she's asking. Yes. yes. Okay. That that is certainly um, coming, but you know we have to we have to be careful about how we introduce that kind of uh, rating system because 
you might end up with somebody who's quite a beginner in the use of ICT, for example, who causes a lot of difficulties at the beginning until they get used to something. So it, it's not really fair to rate them in the same way as you'd rate somebody who's very expert in using the technology. But um, I think we, we, we would have to we have to think about the criteria on, on which to rate people, not just willy-nilly. We do have ratings in other areas for our kits, for example, for the project ideas, for things like that. Um, for the rating of the people, um, we're still thinking about it. <laughs> there's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons. I wonder if you just had a commenting section, if that would allow for sort of thoughtful responses that Yes, yes. I, I think too, um, you know, that that what happens is that people do particularly beginners in this area, they do their first project and and they're they learn an awful lot in the course of doing that first project. And then the second time they do it, they're much more, um, that's the word I'm looking for, confident in what they do. Uh, they're, and because they're, they're more confident, they're more creative, they're more assured, you know, so they, they get better and better as they go along. So um, it might be fair to rate them after their first project, but maybe after the second or third one. Difference in saying somebody's a beginner versus enjoy their teaching working style. Yeah, okay. Okay, Teresa. So I hope you I've answered your question. Okay. Great. Any other questions while Anne's getting ready? Okay. Holly. Holly, I just gave you the mic. There you go. Thank you very much. Um, this really looks, it looks like a really exciting uh, project, especially for European schools. Um, is eTwinning uh, considering um, expanding outside of Europe into other other nations and other regions of the world? Uh, we, we get asked this uh, question all the time. and. And the way it's set up at the moment is that it's, it's only for European schools in terms of setting up the project. But once the project is set up, those schools involved can invite uh, schools from other countries to join them. So for instance, we have uh, one or two projects that have schools from Africa involved. Um, I'm not sure if we might have a primary school in Belgium who has a Japanese partner and perhaps also a, a partner from the United States. So, so how do these schools find the, for example, the Japanese school or the African school? Um, mm. Do you have an idea? Uh, it, it's possibly because they have, as a school, been already involved in, in doing sort of international type projects. Uh, outside of eTwinning. So they might be following a, a development program uh, 
which is looking at, at developing countries. Um, they might have an exchange. I know many Finnish schools, for instance, would have exchanges with uh, schools in the, U, in the United States. So there might be an existing uh, relationship already there. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Holly, this is one of the things I'm really hoping that uh, Learn Central can do. And, and, and in part why I'm really reaching out to Anne because I'm very interested in uh, creating a system in the U.S. that complements what's being done in Europe and other places. Yeah, I'm really interested in that as well. And I just, I, I just moved back to the U.S. from Europe and so kind of uh, I'm very motivated to see my fellow Americans become a little bit more internationally minded. So that's why this is so fascinating for me. Okay, thank you, Joseph. Uh, Holly, I'm sorry, it's Holly who's talking. Um, if you're if you're ready, we can go now to the uh, third level of uh, the twinning tools Great. portal. Okay. Um, how much more time do we have, Steve? Officially, we've got 11 minutes. Okay. Okay. So this is the new twin space. Now this is the collaborative area for um, for your project. Supposing you have a project, uh, this is your activity area. So this is is at the moment it has it's quite simple. It has four areas. It has an activities area, which uh, and I see I have been. Uh, <laughs> I've been thrown out, so I'll have to, to go in again. I've been inactive for too long. So I hope I have the right password, because I have so many passwords. Okay, sorry. Uh, None of the rest of us have ever had this problem. <laughs> Okay, let me go back and try it from here. And it tells me that I'm here, so I should be okay. I don't know why it's acting up. Anyway, we'll go. I'll come back to the activities in a few moments. But this area is is for the teachers. This is, this is if you like, the, the kernel of the twin space. This is where all the, the planning and discussions for the, the, the setting up of the project and the ongoing monitoring of how it's going goes on in this area. And uh, yeah, at the moment, we've put in a forum and a file archive or a document library. But you know, you can add different things here. We can add uh, images, we can add web content, we can add the wiki or a blog or you know so so the teacher has quite a, a lot of these tools available to add to their twin space if they wish. Is one teacher um, in charge or do both have permissions to modify the space? Um in in this space um 
And let me see if I can show you the permissions. Um, we can add. We, you, there are something like eleven roles, if I remember correctly. So there's a, a teacher administrator. There's a teacher participator. Then there's pupil administrators, pupil participators. You know, there's a whole range of roles that you can give to people. So the teacher is setting up the project can decide what roles they will give to um, to the various members of the the project. So you you can have a different set of roles, for instance, for the teachers as you have for the pupils. Yeah, because this this twin space is also designed to um, allow um, pupils to interact with each other as well. There's also a chat, but I won't bring it up. That's just a, it's an like any other Java-driven chat room. So, but but it's available. You can decide. The teachers can decide together that they're going to allow to bring in a few pupils together to discuss a particular aspect of the project or to, to get their work going. This is where, of course, they can also use Illuminate. In the chat, do, they, um, do you have the same re requirements that that all be recorded? Uh, in this particular chat room, it can you can have a history, but it, it's 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 a fairly basic chat room, and it wouldn't have the same archival features that Illuminate would have. Illuminate would be a much more powerful tool. I think in the U.S. there are a lot of requirements to make sure that everything that takes place is recorded. Yeah, you see, the the one thing is that that this the the twin space is really a. It, it, I, teachers love the twin space because it's a walled garden. It, nobody can come in here um, without permission. So it's quite a safe area for pupils to interact with one another because we have very strict um, safety rules in Europe. Some countries, of course, are, are much stricter than others. In some countries, we have to ask the network administrators to permit e-twinning uh, to to be fed into the schools because it's blocked. And do you have any kind of a training program for the students? And no, not not yet, because this is the first time we have had this. Uh, facility to to actually bring the pupils right into the core of e-twinning. Up to now, it's been very much based and focused on the um, teacher. And apart from the participation of the winners in the camp, where the pupils do come and and uh, participate and take part in the training, etc., there uh, we haven't had any formal training. For for pupils at European level, there has been some for um, for pupils at national level because, of course, as in every country, the national support services they run a whole range of uh, training activities as well. And I know that some of them have had pupils involved, but uh, not at European level. At the central so, so every project has a twin space. And yeah, each project is, has a twin space, yes. Is it the intention to keep those stored forever? Yes. Yes, they're archived. 
This is a terrific looking setup, Anne. Yeah, I think it's very nice. I must say I like it <laughs> very much. It's a big, big improvement on what we had before, which was very much web point one type uh, technology. Is there filtering built in for the teachers to approve, um, say, images before they get posted? Yes, yes, of course. Was yes, there anything else you really wanted to show? We've, we've no, I think I've I think I've now shown you sort of the the, the nub of e-twinning because it's not only um, it's not just a, a project, but it's a portal. It, it's a it's a living community, and I think that for me is what what makes it really exciting to work with it. it it's growing and changing and growing all the time, you know, so it's, it's a dynamic force. <laughs> and if a European teacher made contact with a U.S. teacher, yes. would there ever be the possibility of a U.S. teacher participating in the, that environment? Uh, yes, if, if, the, if there was an already a project set up. So, you know, if I had already set up a project with somebody and I wanted to invite a, a, UK, a U.S. school into, into my project, yes, in that way, yes. Okay, are there any other questions for Anne? That, that was really fascinating. Uh, I'm really delighted that you took the time to, to give us that drill down. No, no, you're very welcome. <laughs> So Holly's clapping for you. I'm going to clap as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> In the absence of any other questions, I do want to let you know that when you close out this session, oh good, Jane has a question. Um, but when you do close out this session, you will get a, an evaluation and hope that you'll fill it out. Jane, I'm going to give you the microphone. I don't know if you were clapping wanted to ask a question, but please feel free to ask a question if you have one. Uh, thanks to Anne for coming. Um, and say your last name again. Gilleran. So Anne Gilleran, thank you so much. And remember coming up by uh, lots of fun interviews um, in the next few weeks. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate your being here today. The recording will be posted later today, okay. both at learncentral.org and at futureofeducation.com. Uh, we're really glad to um, that you were here today. And Anne, thanks again so much for for. No such a terrific uh, overview of the e-twinning program. You're very welcome. Does Jane want to ask a question before we go? Thinking maybe Jane was was trying to clap and accidentally uh, raised okay, her hand. Okay, that's fine. But okay. she's, you can see she's about to type, so we'll wait to get Jane's final response. Okay. Yes, there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jane. So the, the recording can process until everyone's exited the room, so we're not pushing you out. But uh, okay. as soon as you're done, please go ahead and exit. And you've taken uh, your valuable time today, and we appreciate it. So if you uh, feel like you need yeah. to run, please do so. Yeah, I'm Everyone going to else? now. Okay. Thank okay. you so much, Anne. Thank, Thank you, everybody, everybody, for coming. No problem. Bye-bye.